Welcome to episode 152 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how's it going, man? I'm doing all right. I uh, just got done on my first actual deep look into the newest set coming out, because I'm not going to lie, I didn't follow it remarkably well for the release. Yeah, but... yeah neither have I. And stuff. Just, I think it's just the environment of everything going on. It makes it hard to follow it. But I'm going to be real honest. It's hard to get excited about magic with the current state of the world. Yeah, it really, really is. But... Which makes me sad, because I love magic. Yeah, and also this set's sweet. And yeah, so it, it's it's really the set is that got it. Yeah. It could have been uh, like Theros or something. I'm not gonna like it's unfortunate that this set is happening when it's currently happening for various sort of reasons. But mm -hmm. honestly, I'm not too sad about not having a pre-release for the set because my god, there is going to be so much confusion and it's absurdity. Yeah, I know, which is kind of I don't know. Like something. I'm I wish we had a pre-release because I love pre-releases. I wish we had a pre-release because a lot of the confusion will be worked out at pre-releases. Yeah, there's there would be so much confusion about this at a pre-release. Oh yeah, there's a lot of confusing stuff in the set. It, and the set is weird. I um, I adore it. Yeah. So we're gonna. So this week we're gonna start our uh, set review on Aquaria, Lair of Behemoths, or as we like to refer to it as the fourth onset. <laughs> This like, is the fourth unset. <laughs> this, there's literally at least three uncards in the set. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like that, actual. That, they and it were able to print in black border. Like I'm like actual, actual uncards with unmechanics. Yeah, pretty much. It's just okay. And oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with. Maybe we should just start talking about some of the insane things that are happening. Yeah, let's just let's All just right. dive on in. All right, so let's well, let's talk about the mechanics of the set really quick. Um, we'll start with the weirdest mechanic of them all. All. Uh, so cycling's in the set. Cycling's cool. I know you jokingly say that cycling is weird, but there's a lot of people who don't actually understand how cycling properly works. But the good thing about it is it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah, yeah, true. But cycling is cycling. It's sweet. They got a bunch of cycling stuff in the set. So. Yeah. I love All cycling right. as a mechanic. I love cycling limited. Cycling is cycling. Cycling is cycling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, there's only three mechanics in. There's only three named mechanics in this set, like keyword mechanics, basically. Yeah. Um. So the second one is mutate <sighs> okay so this is uh, like a host and augment that they got working in black border <laughs> this is weird man uh so uh mutate is basically an ability that goes on creatures um it's an alternate cost that uh, you can cast it for its mutate cost, and if you do, you put it over or under target non-human creature you own. Uh, and they mutate into the creature on top, and uh, plus all the abilities from under it. Yes. <laughs> that is a thing that is happening in Magic. So, to be fair, in regards to mutate, it is very similar-ish to bestow. Yes. Uh, like there's there's a lot of bestow tech used with it. Yeah, like there's a lot of bestow tech. There's obviously you know hosts and augment and all that kind of stuff. 
the fact that it is specifically non-human does play into the storyline thing of all the mutate stuff. Yeah. I it's it is complicated, but it is not that complicated. Yeah. And it's really interesting in regards to how it all works in the form of, you know, how much do you want to risk getting blown out? Because a lot of these mutate cards are not good if you cast them for normal. But they're really good if you cast them for mutate. Well, I mean, you don't get, like, you get blown out, but you don't get blown out, you know. Yeah. Like, you still well, get a creature. Well, yeah, so, so, well, the biggest blowout would be they let the mutate resolve, oh, and, yeah. and then, then they, just... ki- they kill it after the fact, right? You yeah. do, if, if it's not like a, if it's not something that straight up automatically gives you value, you do technically get two for one. Yeah, there is risk there. Yeah. You're actually better if they kill it in response to you casting the mutate, because mm-hmm. then you're guaranteed your creature, usually at a discount. Yeah. A lot of the I, mutate is cheaper. I'm not lying. I really hope murder kill is going to be good here. <laughs> one one can only dream. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, man. And there's like triggers for when something mutates something, you know, that happens one time. There's like, you know, this creature mutated X times, you know, kind of stuff. It's just there is a lot happening with mutate. Yeah, there. He kind of went ham with it. There's some complications. Also, lots of like hybrid costs and mutate, and um, like some of the three color legendaries have like color, color, hybrid color, like yep, costs and stuff. So it's just, I don't know. It's interesting. The one thing that I do really like about the like multicolor mutate cards is a lot of them they are either castable off of purely hybrid mana or yeah. hybrid and one other color, which yeah, means they're, they're you, two color. Yeah, you can literally play them in a deck that cannot cast them normally and only cast them for the mutate if they're good enough. Yep, and that is interesting to me. Yep, it is. I like, I like that they made the mutate easier. Actually, just yeah, but so I. I'm sure we'll have more to say about mutate as we go this set and every or go through the set and everything and talk about the cards, but yeah, so mutate. All right. Well so since we got got the easy one out of the way. Easy. Uh, let's um uh the other is this a keyword? Uh I believe it is actually a keyword, yes. Okay. It looks like it. I'm not sure, actually. I mean, it's in italics on the actual card name, isn't it? No. Isn't it? Uh, or it must be a keyword. I don't know. But, okay. So I'm going to say it's a keyword. Uh, I have to look and see what the technical definition of it is, because I haven't read, really done a deep dive through the rules, which must be just screaming in agony after they got done with this set. <laughs> um, there were definitely tears. There were some things that happened. So, um, is, so the next one is Companion. So, um, companion cards, it goes on a creature, um, and it will say companion and then a condition. So, I have, um, you know, one of them here, you know, Umori the Collector or whatever, has companion, each non-land card in your starting deck shares a card type. (laughs) You know? Um, So, basically, if this is your chosen companion, you can cast it once from outside the game, and and your deck has to have that restriction. So... It's a deck building restriction that gives you some consistency advantage for making your deck less consistent for the most part. Yeah, and the really interesting thing about this is your opponents 
are automatically allowed to know any card that you are playing as a companion. Yep. There's a lot of people who are freaking out about this, like, oh, what if my opponent just cheats and, you know, they can, like, have this card, but then not have, like, uh, they could, do, like, play this card and then, like, not actually meet the requirement, and I'd never know. It's like, but you do know. Because yep. if your opponent at any point does anything illegal, yep. you automatically get to know what their companion is. So you gain, if you are playing, if your opponent is playing a companion card as a companion mm-hmm. and shows you, you have a massive amount of information about their deck. And that is not, you know, something to shake a stick at, as it were. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not like, you know, like, f- for, like a free thing off to the side and everything. Like, it does give you information about the deck. It does. Yeah, so, like, that is something, you know. Yeah, and and I would even go so far as to say a lot of them I don't personally think are worth the cost. <laughs> yeah, they're worth the cost as a um, uh, companion. As a companion. A lot of them are yep. still very, very good as a normal creature. Yeah, yeah. Here, here's a quick trick for everybody, just because we're not going to get to them this episode more than likely, but I'm a, you can play them in your deck without the companion piece. You can. <laughs> Pro tip. Like, and they're still, and most of them are really good, even if you just cast them from your hands, you know, kind of thing, so. And another interesting thing in the regards of constructed formats is I'm pretty sure companions technically take up a slot in your sideboard. That is correct. Which means if you want to play a companion, you only get a 14-card sideboard. Which I know I've seen people say, whatever, the four, you know, the 15th card rarely matters. I kind of disagree with that. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's just, like, modern bearing down its existence on me. But I always wish I had more sideboard slots. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't, right? Yeah. But, but it so, is interesting, though. It's that, that, That's a weird mechanic, though. That's going to be... it's good. That one's going to be an interesting one to see how they... Yeah. Yeah, with all that stuff, but okay. So those are the mechanics. There's some other weird ass shit happening in the set. Like, just I don't know. Okay. Um. So John, do we want to? Aw- you pronounce awesome weird. I know. I. I it's it's kind of a dialect thing. Um, <laughs> so, do we want to start on the flavor end of things or the mechanical? End? Uh, let's just start on the flavor end of things. Okay. So, uh, in tried and true tradition of magic doing things that has never done before, um, they partnered with whatever, I don't remember what company it is, um, whatever company owns the rights to Godzilla (laughs) and made Godzilla variants of a bunch of the cards. I love this so much. I love it a lot. <laughs> like, like, literally, literally, the friggin' buy a box promo is Godzilla King of Monsters. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There, there is an there, there official magic card <laughs> with the phrase Space Godzilla printed on it. There are multiple with that. It yeah. is absolutely absurd. I don't get it. <laughs> so I am not like a major Godzilla fanboy, but uh, I did grow up watching like uh, when like did the... you did you grow up <laughs> <laughs> rude? <laughs> um, when the really really terrible Godzilla came out with like the Godzilla was just like a giant lizard. Uh, it was a remake that everyone hated. 
when that movie came out, I was I was a young kid and I fell in love with it because it's a giant freaking lizard, right? Yeah. Okay. And then my my mom bought me a bunch of other like really old Godzilla movies, like a dude in rubber suit, like Godzilla vs King Kong, and I started like reading Godzilla books. I'm not like a crazy Godzilla fanboy, like, but I really enjoy Godzilla movies. Like I love both of the two new Godzilla movies that they came out with. I think they're both amazing as long as you know what you're getting into. And the fact that there's just Godzilla cards is sweet. Uh, <laughs> the, like... only, the only thing that makes me sad is they couldn't work it out to also get the rights to print King Kong on the literal gigantic gorilla card. In the set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I have to admit I I am not a Godzilla guy at all. But this is not for me. I'm okay that it exists. I'm I'm happy it exists and I'm glad that it makes people happy. I'll you know and it's interesting to see what doors this can open. Yes. Like that seems weird. So another thing with it is it's like so you know you have um uh you know, whatever card here. So I'm looking for like a really normal one. So Dorat, the perfect pet or something like that. Um, yep. Underneath the name is actually is says a Sprite Dragon there. Yeah, it's proper name. So it's actually that card. So it's the same as an existing card, just reflavored over the top like all the people do on Reddit with, um, you know, a, a different function like the mothra card you know and stuff like that but we'll get to some of these some of these later but yeah so yeah so you don't get to play four sprite dragon and four yeah. dorat the perfect pet and yes. just have like a deck like that yeah i Which wish is, but yeah mildly unfortunate yeah but no. <laughs> makes perfect sense this is a good way to do it to just replay for existing cards it gives people more choices for which skin they want to use yeah, because people love pimping out their decks their own way, right? Oh, yeah, and now they get to Space Godzilla out their deck. Or yeah. Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. They have friggin' Mecha Godzilla, don't they? They do. Oh, it's really weird to me God. that there's three of these cards that they don't have the English versions printed on here. They I think only they're have Japanese, Japanese only, actually. Really? But I want a Mecha Godzilla. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. If I could buy this set in Japanese just to get the alt arts, I probably would. Yeah, I don't doubt it at all. But like Japanese alt arts of Godzilla, it would. This thing, I I wouldn't want them for like collection purposes. Or actually, I would only want them for for collection purposes. Yeah. But they would just look sweet. Just be like, oh yeah, this is a Japanese Godzilla. Yeah, I mean that's on brand too. So yeah. There is a Godzilla Man. character named Destroya. Ah, yes. That Destro is Destroya, perfect life form. Oh my god. Alright. So... <laughs> this... <laughs> I don't know. I, As I said, I'm interested to see what they can do with this in the future, but like, as in and of itself, Godzilla is like way low on the list of things I would give a crap about. That's fair. Which... It's completely fair. Yeah. Like, I still think it's awesome, though. Uh, you know, and I'm glad. Like, I'm glad they did it. They took the opportunity for the for this set where it can work. You know, like yeah. that makes a lot of sense. But all right. So, uh, on that note, I just want to make a comment about something. Um, all right. So, 
this set has some of the weirdest friggin' creature types ever in it. <laughs> Whatever would you mean? Uh, Porky Parrot. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's not its creature type. Its creature type is Bird Beast. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a Porcupine <laughs> Parrot. It's a friggin' Porcupine Parrot. I have no idea what to think about this. Vulpakeet. It is a fox bird. It is literally a fox with damn wings. Uh, like the some of the th- we we have dinosaur uh, cats. We have dinosaur cats. We have lots of elk beasts, and uh, there's an elk unicorn. Like we have an antelope lizard. The, oh god, the antelope lizard! What is up with that thing? Like I saw that card. Like that is the card I saw, and I'm like. Oh my god, they're just reprinting a fourth unset. Like, <laughs> in the same world as the previous one. Like, that is the only explanation for this, like, friggin' giraffe with a lizard tongue. Like, I. Uh, I, 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 the, I. Oh the, my god. Actually, the actual king of the jungle, Tigerilla. Tigerilla, yes. It's a tiger and a gorilla. Or, what was the one that. I, uh, uh, and I was surprised this like did not exist in fantasy lore beforehand. But the wolf bear, yeah, that thing that just exists. Yeah, like it's it's literally called the wolf bear. Like it's like oh, it's a wolf bear, and I look at it, I'm like oh, it looks like a friggin' wolf bear. Like, <laughs> props <laughs> to is... the artist because it's like hey, we want you to draw a like, you know, friggin' like panther gorilla or whatever the hell it is, and stuff like that, or a wolf bear or a friggin' giraffe it or what the, the antelope lizard and they, they came out on top on that but it's yeah like, and then you have someone's oh. like i want you to draw me an octopus yeah and they're <laughs> like, like there's, okay. there's so much weirdness going on it's like all right you need to draw an octopus all right you all need right. to draw a giant freaking flying cat with wings yeah. you can draw a shark with arms run that at 10 oh. <laughs> shark with arms uh, okay, yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know if it, like, it, you know, obviously it's just for this world, but, like, <laughs> shit, man. Like, we, we remember when Shark to Crab came out? Uh-huh, and everyone's like, like, oh, look, Simic. Oh, shit, Shark to Crab, and, like, this set's, like, down. Yeah. Calm your ass, like. Hold my beer. Hold my burrs, and, like. Or excessive amount of mushrooms, one of the two. Yeah, I don't know. It, both, I'm sure. Like, Bird goat. <laughs> okay. But yeah, like, that's absolutely weird. So, and then the other new weird mechanical thing that they decided to do in this set, because apparently they had enough mushrooms to get them through the creature types and the Godzilla crossover to this. Um, <laughs> like, it, it started fading, and they're just like, all right. Do something somewhat sensible. Um, <laughs> is now they have ability counters. Yeah. So, so this is literal. Like this is this is going to sound weird. This mm-hmm. is the most unset type mechanic I think in this thing, right? Okay. I run understand that sounds weird, but mutate is very bestow esque to me, right? Mutate doesn't seem like that much of a stretch. Yep. But it's actually really common in something like an unset to have this creature gains first strike. Yep. Walk away. Walk away. It's like yep. uh, one of one of my favorite ones is uh, staying power or whatever it is. It's yeah. like a white enchantment uh, until end of turn effects don't apply. 
yeah or yeah effects don't end at end of turn or something like that yeah, yeah it's just like it's okay. like I, like ability counters is literally their way of doing that to some degree yeah i mean it really is it's, it helps with the memory issues like and i mean and like like they really took to that this set yes like they're they made ability counters and the shrooms <laughs> oh man there's some design space here and they actually did some really crazy things yeah like the the crystalline giant that everyone hates <laughs> yeah like like a lot of sensible things too like even that dumb like red combat trick we were looking at you know it's like oh, one yeah. mana plus one plus oh first strike is like a card we've seen before yep but now they're just like plus one plus oh and a first strike counter yep boom done yep it's like, sweet. and it's like that, that completely changes the dyna dynamic of the card it does. It makes it noticeably better. <laughs> yeah, it does. But, like, I don't know. It's having some of those things with the memory piece, like, with the memory aid now, actually, like, really. It really changes how they can design some cards. But I'm curious if ability counters will be common in the future. I think it's something that's going to exist. I think it, I think it will exist because it's very intuitive. Yeah. So. I don't know. I can see that happening, but it's just like they—they they really did some weird stuff. They—they they like threw it at us and then just did some crazy stuff with it right in this set, and I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah, I—I—I'm—I love overly complicated things, and as a result of that, I love this set. I this love set so looks awesome. It. As I said, not a big Godzilla fan or monster fan or stuff like that. Even the like frames they did that look all comic booky, like not super my thing. But they did. I think all of it kind of clicked, and I really like that they did it. But yeah, there. I was gonna say. To be fair, when I saw the the showcase cards, the first art style that popped in my head was "Why the Last Man." But yeah, "Why the Last Man" is a comic book. Yeah, it's a graphic novel. But... I don't Which know why that was the first one that popped in my head when because I because it's friggin' great. Yeah, but the thing is, I've actively read other actual comic books way more right? recently. But that's the one that popped in my head when I because, saw Volcapete. Because it's freaking great. Yeah. Go read it. reminds me more of his, of the other of Saga, the that yep, Brian came on wrote. All, like, the talking animals and shit. Uh no, it's, it's like different? it's like a sci-fi alien one, but it's like really weird. Like the robot race has like TVs for heads and shit. Like like CRT TVs. It's it's freaky as hell, man. But it's really, it's good. For those who haven't, you should totally go read Why the Last Man. Yeah, you should. It is a top-notch graphic novel. Fletcher likes it, and he hates some things just for existing. I do. <laughs> this one's really good. But okay. Should we get cooking? Random, 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 <laughs> random pitch at something that isn't even ours and stuff like that. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if it's still up, but like Humble Bundle had that book bundle. And um, mm -hmm. uh, the first saga is on there, actually, the one that I was talking about. Huh? You can go get a solid dose of acid trip. <laughs> All right, let's actually talk about magic cards now. So let's hop in. Um, we're doing our, our category thing that we've been doing. So we're going to talk about mechanical cards today. And um, uh, yeah, get through a bunch of those. So should we start so, this off? Yeah, so, speaking of mechanical. Yeah, so Dranith Magistrate, one and a white for a 1-3. Human wizard. Your opponents can't cast spells from anywhere other than their hand. So. Hate. I, 
bear that isn't a bear. <laughs> yeah, th this this is following along the lines of modern day hate bears, where they tend to be one threes for some reason. Like they're either one threes or two ones. There, there's yeah. no like other stat line they're allowed to have. Apparently, uh, utterly fascinating that I haven't seen. I've only seen one complaint about this. Yep. By the commander community, where one guy was like, "Oh, what the hell's wrong with the rules committee that they went and banned Lutri the spell chaser, but they didn't ban the card that doesn't actually let you play your commander." Play your commander, which is hilarious that this does this. I love it. I, like, I think anything to punish commander players is good. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, I I adore the fact that this does that, especially because. It's a freaking two mana one three. If you're playing know, commander right? and somehow you can't deal with this card, you're stupid. Yeah, right. <laughs> like I'm thinking of all my commander decks, and they're all awful, and I can deal with this card. Yeah, like, like one of my decks would have a little trouble, but like basically all of them are just like, yeah, okay. Yeah, there's like even my Cranko deck, which has the salt. Like it is trash if I can't cast Cranko. Mm -hmm. probably can deal with this card. Yeah, maybe I should shut my mouth, actually, because most of my commander decks are built around not the commander. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, I have a commander? That's weird. Yeah, I I do like this card as a hate bear. It's yeah. kind of sweet. I yeah, also, just just like stopping like other stupid effects and stuff like that. Also, they pro we probably need this card in the set, considering some of the other effects we've seen. Yeah, there's some weird effects. Well, there's some of the ones with like just like how many cards do we see that's like, yep, yeah, cast a card for free. Like, yeah, there's a lot of cast a card for free in this mm -hmm. set. It's kind of crazy, actually. Yeah, yeah. The, this card casually, like this card, has the same effect as something like Restless, right? Like it does. You, your opponent can't cast cards near your graveyard. They can't. Like this shuts off a lot of things. A lot of people don't realize. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's like. I don't think it's as good as Thalia, Guardian of Thraven, but it's close. Fair enough. To be fair, I think a lot of cards are nowhere near as good as Thalia, Guardian of Thraven. So. Just like... The second point of power matters a lot, man. Yep. yep. Alright. All right. Next up... That was good for white cards. <laughs> yeah, that was literally our only white card. <laughs> like... This set, I think, suffers to some degree from some of the things where it's like when everything's weird, nothing's weird. Yes. So. Like, and a lot of the stuff that we would possibly talk about, like Vul Vulpakeet, is yeah. we talk about it because A, it's a fox bird, which we already talked about, and B, it has mutate. Yep. You know, like, it's the reason why it sticks out is the fact that it is a primarily uh, built around its mechanic. So, as a result of that, it's just kind of like, okay. It exists. Freaking fuck that card. Just whatever. Okay. Uh, uh, right. Next up is a card that I have a uh, fascination mm -hmm. with Escape Protocol. One in a blue enchantment. Whenever you cycle a card, you may pay one. When you do, exile target artifact or creature you control, then return it to battlefield under its owner's control. So I'm all. Well, I was playing a blue white. Bossa Blink deck, where it revolves entirely around blinking my own shit for fun and value. Yep. And this just allows you to do that with cycling. I don't know if this is good enough to be in a deck based on that criteria, but it's close. This card's going to be either a linchpin or a solid brick. Yes, it'll like, do everything no or nothing. 
Yeah, this is the this is bomber bust. <laughs> Actually, I don't think it's a bomb. It's just like uh, it's going to be like one of those build around cards. Yeah, this is either your engine or a gigantic hunk of metal that doesn't do anything. Yeah, piece of cardboard that sits in a box and collects dust forever and yeah. ever and ever. I mean, I just noticed the I, like. Apparently, I haven't been like looking at the card because I just like oh, there's a giant Godzilla in that picture. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of really good art in this set that a lot of people probably aren't paying attention because there's a lot of other things going on yeah the art the art is colorful in this set and it's always nice to see that yeah i there would be a lot of like arguments for favorite art in the set if we mm-hmm. still had those old categories i know mine we're gonna pass over it to get to our next card yeah we'll we'll talk, right. we'll talk about that later <laughs> all right so um next up we have uh neutralize one blue blue for an instant Counter target spell with cycling two. A lot of people are super high on this card. This card is very good, mm-hmm. but I don't get the hype. It's cancel with upside. Yeah, which... it's cancel with upside. And maybe I'm just weird, where I never, I would never want to cycle a cancel. But I don't know. I don't know. I think I feel like I've felt a few times where I could cycle a cancel but yeah like i mean obviously like if you're already getting beat down on board it's better to cycle the counter spell to find an answer to the threat on board mm-hmm. so like this obviously is going to see play it's obviously this gonna is, be good enough. it's just a cancel it's like it's a better cancel it's a cancel that's never dead yes and i, I like that's really good i think it's probably better than counter target spell scry one right oh yeah like just easy i think it's an easy it's easily better than that yeah because because here's the thing: if you want to counter, if you want to scry one off the counter target spell, scry one. They have to cast a spell. Yep. And you have to have the mana for it. But this, you can counter a spell or draw a card. Like that's good choices there. I don't know. I I, I think the flexibility of it, making it charm like like that, just is really good. Yeah. But all right. Uh, next up, we have of one mind. <laughs> Two colorless and a blue. Sorcery. Draw two cards. Yeah, buddy. Divination. Love it. The spell costs two less to cast if you control a human creature and a non-human creature. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So, this card is Divination with some noticeably good upside. Yeah. Wrong. Uh, I Normally, that would not be good enough to discuss, but... This card is being discussed because the popper community is shitting a brick about this card. <laughs> like, and I don't I, even remember my initial reaction to that. When you... <laughs> uh, it was I, absolute disdain. That's all I know. I feel like we are obligated to point out the fact that popper players can shut up and go away. Yeah, like they're literally like, oh, this their thing is there. This card is way too easy to turn on in a Delver deck. It's like <laughs> Delver deck. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Good job, kids. You Which did it. it led to a really interesting thing where someone's like, "Is Delver even good anymore?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, the the Mystic Sanctuary just like pushed them over the top again." It's like, really, really, <laughs> like Mystic wait, Sanctuary but... in a in a format with no fetches. Mystic what... That's the like stupid like blue. The blue pseudo island that okay. puts an instant or sorcery from your graveyard back on top of your library. Like, which, to be fair, 
is busted. Like the for like popper as a format feels like it is a bridge built of popsicle sticks. <laughs> and like like the weight is put any incorrectly on any one spot and the whole thing just collapses around itself. The thing that blows my mind is the whole thing about Mystic Sanctuary being good mm-hmm. is it's really, really good with cards like Days. Yep. And Cryptic Command. Yep. Right? You can't play Cryptic Command in Popper. Yep. So how is it that Mystic Sanctuary is the car is the card that broke the camel's back? Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> Like I get it. Delver's really good in Popper because Delver thrives on commons. That's always been the most glorious thing about Popper is you're playing a freaking one mana, one one, a human wizard common alongside your two hundred dollar Tarmoglyph. Like that's always been the hilarious thing about Delbert X. Oh, and Legacy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like tap my um uh you know, underground sea to cast a, or you know, volcanic island to cast a freaking common card. Yeah. But which is yeah. just the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. It's like, like there's a lot of busted commons in Magic. Oh, yeah. But like, I mean, hey, Slash Panther was an all star man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like this card is cool as hell. It is. I'm just gonna say that. Like, I would play every single one of these I got in sealed because that is me as a human being. Uh, yeah. I mean, and it's that, divination, and- right? I mean, I play divination at, straight up. At what point does divination become not good in your deck? Me? I don't know. I've never uh, found it. I'm just saying, <laughs> in magic in general. Yeah, right. Like, how many divinations is too many divinations? I I haven't found it, man. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, right? Like, <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure we had a draft, like a chaos draft, one time where I got past a divination, and the person after me, it might have been you got the card and we're like what is going on <laughs> like uh i was like two spots down from you okay yeah I was and like, you saw divination, why is like... divination in here <laughs> so yeah i appreciate me a good divination yeah. <laughs> okay okay uh next up um we're gonna hang out here for a while uh, next up, we have C Dasher Octopus. We're gonna hang out in blue for a while. In blue for say. a while, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just, I just saw the picture for starting development again, and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> um, okay. I love it. C Dasher Octopus, one blue, blue for a two-two creature octopus. Uh, it has mutate for one and a blue. It has flash, and it has whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Alright. So this sweet. I don't care. This card is good. Yes. This card is is very good. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't understand why everyone is shitting a brick over this card. <laughs> it just feels like one of those cards it's like, oh this card's good, and then you move on, right? Yeah, right. Like this card is curiosity with flash. Yep. Curiosity is a very powerful magic card. Curiosity was very, very powerful in the mono blue deck that was very good in standard last year. Oh, right? Curious Obsession? Yeah. yeah, Curious Obsession, right? I'm not in any way saying Curiosity is not a playable magic card. I don't understand why people are shitting a break over this one. Yep. It's so like, the thing about Curious Obsession, too, was that it gave a, bo- like a power bonus. Yeah, plus one, plus so, one was so you could push. So you could push through. Yeah. 
Which, like, to be fair, fair. Mm-hmm. you can do that with this card too. Yep. The, right? with the muta- I mean, you got it. You have, you know, you can mutate it and everything. Yeah. So you have a one-one flyer. You mutate C dash or octopus. It becomes a two-two with this ability and flying because it keeps yep. any ability for a non-human underneath it. Yep. And that is still good. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, it's like really. Is this really shitting a brick worthy? Apparently. And, and the thing is, the um, Curious Obsessions, they stacked really well together in the sense mm-hmm. that you would draw multiple cards, which multiple yep. CDS Rocktopus, you will draw multiple cards. Yeah. Yeah. But they also give plus, plus one, plus one each individual one into power. This card yep. cannot do that. Mm-hmm. So you're never increasing your clock, which is a problem in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Like, know. this card just feels good. Like, I don't yeah. know. But... Like, I do think this card is going to see play. I just don't yep. think this card is going to dominate the world like some people seem to think. Yeah. Be- better than Silence Submersible, at least. So. Yeah, de- definitely. <laughs> better than that literally unplayable garbage. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right. We got, our, we got our octopus done here. So, John, you can have the privilege of reading the next card. Oh, my God. This card exists in magic. I'm just going to point that out. Next up, we have a Shark Typhoon. <laughs> I, I see what they did there. Uh, yeah. Five and a blue enchantments. Whenever you cast a non creature spell, create a XX blue shark creature token with flying. <laughs> Where X is that spell's converted mana cost. A shark with fly. I'm sorry. Cycling <sighs> X, one, blue. When you cycle Shark Typhoon, create an XX blue shark creature token with flying. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. This card is just... Like, flavorize this card is just dumb. I'm. I, it's just stupid great. But this exists because they knew they could get away with it. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm th- like, whoever put this in the set had to be just laughing their ass off the whole time. Um, I have had a lengthy pseudo discussion slash argument with a friend about why I don't think this card is anywhere near as good as he thinks it is. I mm-hmm. think this card is good. I don't mm-hmm. think it is insane. Yeah. Uh. This card is unplayable if you're not cycling it. Fight me. <laughs> like, okay. this card... Yeah, like, I, I'm, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of people who look at this card and like, oh my god, I can, like, cast this, then cast another one, and then get a 6-6. Six, six. It's like, oh, you could just die. Yeah. <laughs> like, in-game, you will die. <laughs> yeah, turn 6, you're like, slam this down, and your opponent's like, okay, attack you for lethal. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> like... This card is definitely good if you cycle it. I don't think it is... <laughs> I will be mildly shocked if this winds up seeing a lot of standard play. Yeah. Like, I just... I think for this card to be good, you have to cycle it for at least X equal, like, 3 or 4. Mm-hmm. And I think that is a big ask. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like it'll slot in somewhere, but it's... But yeah, it's not going to be great. I, I I just don't see... Like, it's just too much to pay for the enchantment piece of it. I mean, unless it's like your super late game... Whatever, I don't know. Like, I still don't see it there. Um, 
like the thing is there's just better things to do in super late game right yeah i agree like and cycling yeah you have to hit a certain threshold i think mm -hmm. but that threshold is like higher than you really want to be casting the card for yeah like so it's really weird man yeah like i said i do not want to cast this for anything than x less x equal three you can right mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. i don't want to <laughs> It's like, if, if this turned out to be, like, you know, four mana trade with my opponent's 2-2 two, two flyer draw card, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. But that's not a win con. Mm -mm. Right? And I feel like if you're playing this in a deck, you want it to be your win con, whether that's correct or not. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. I mean, hey, I've gotten there with the 2-2 two, two beats. Yeah. I mean, I, I have too. It is definitely a possibility. Right, that pony to victory. All right. Next up, we have Voracious Great Shark. It is three blue blue for a 5-4 shark with flash. When Voracious Great Shark enters the battlefield, counter target artifact or creature spell. Alright, first things first. It blows my mind that this thing is only a shark. <laughs> Can it's, I a just point... it's a great shark. I just want to point that out. It's creature type shark. Yep. Uh, this card is amazing. <laughs> I don't care what anyone says. Mm -hmm. So, counter artifact or creature. Artifact is a weird one. Like, obviously it is more restrictive than something like... It, uh... can, it can eat vehicles, so it can eat boats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, I didn't even think about that. Alright, I love this card even more. <laughs> well, I just read um, the flavor text and that's where I got it from. Oh, yeah, there's no boat big enough. <laughs> nice little Jaws reference up in there. Mm-hmm. So the fact that this card is just a freakishly large Frilled Mystic is amazing to me. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the card people should be excited for in regards to, like, their Shark Typhoon. I would rather play four of this than one Shark Typhoon. Because you know what? This thing is a 5-4 four for five. Mm -hmm. And either the best part about this is you're, you can be sitting there... You know, like, if you're holding open, like, a Frilled Mystic and your opponent doesn't cast anything, you probably don't want to cast your Frilled Mystic, right? Four mana, three, two, flash. Not the worst ever, not the best ever. If your opponent doesn't cast anything, you're like, all right, flash in a five, four. I have a four turn clock. Yep, like, just, just get them. <laughs> this thing is huge by any metric. Yeah. Yep, big uh, I, think, I think this card is sweet. I do think this card will actually see standard play. I would want to play this as, like, my finisher in a control deck. That's, like, a great finisher. <laughs> They're like, ah, uh, cast my guy. You're like, alright, flash in, counting your guy. Now I have a blocker for when you go to attacks. Mm -hmm. Or, oh no, you attacked me, flash in, eat your guy. Yep. It's just a win-win no matter what with this card. Yep. Cool. That poor boat. That poor boat. <laughs> okay. Alright. Alright. Next up, we have Extinction Event. Uh, three and a black. That is a very unrestricted mana cost. Choose odd or even. Exile each creature with converted mana cost of the chosen value. Zero is even. That, that does some things. That is a four mana pseudo board wipe. Yep. Uh, something I would like to point out. It plays remarkably well with Garuda Doom of Depths. 
the 6-6 Demon Kraken with your starting deck contains only cards with even converted mana costs. Yep. So you can always choose odd and never blow up any of your stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's good enough, but it's Or if cool. you see your opponent playing that card. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, hey. Hey, I know what I'm picking. <laughs> if your opponent is playing either one of those companions, you probably just splash black. Right? And just like, be like, heck yeah. <laughs> for games like two and three, you just board in like three swamps and you're like, wait. I'm I'm gonna blow up everything you hold dear. Like everything will be gone. <laughs> That's kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. <laughs> okay, cool. That car- that card's sweet. It's weird. Yeah. The the second card in the set to reference odd or even. Awesome. Actually, no. Yeah, the second card because there was one earlier that we didn't talk. About. There's like four or five cards that reference odd or even, which is stupid. Um, I didn't even realize that there was another one that did it. Uh, the white card. You choose out or even and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah there's um, there's at least four. All right. Next up, we have Heartless Act. One in a black for an instant. Choose one. Destroy target creature with no counters on it, or remove up to three counters from target creature. I'm just going to point out this is a prime example of why you should always read the full card. <laughs> I read this card's abilities. I never read its mana costs. <laughs> and I was like, oh. You're like, oh, this is a stupid four mana removal. Yeah, I, I thought it was like four or five mana. It is definitely not four or five mana. No. This is basically like cast down, is the way I look at it. Yeah, this card is cast down. It is doom blade. It is go for the throat. <laughs> it is any of those things, right? It is the two mana black uncommon removal spell that is definitely going to see play and constructed. And is always going to be premium removal. Yep. The one thing I I don't like is I wish that the remove three counters from target creature would have included planeswalker. Yeah, just like three counters from target. Well, you, I don't think you can say target permanent because there are things like dark depths that exist. Target creature or planeswalker. Yeah, so, I think they should have said that. Yeah, but I don't know. That's cool. I like I like those designs like that. So yeah, card sweet. All right. Next up, we have Mythos of Nethroi. Two and a black instant. Destroy target non-land permanent if it's a creature, or if white green was spent to cast this spell. So, complex wording. That templating is weird, I was going to say. Yeah, I, I don't like the templating. But once you understand what they're saying, it makes sense. Yep. Basically, blow up anything that isn't a land if you spent white, green, black, or blow up a creature if you spent mm-hmm. black. Yep. So, this card's sweet. And it's cool. Really I like the good. design. Huh? And really good. Yeah. Like, I, I like this card. The, this is, yeah, the kind of, kind of flexible design I like and everything. Yeah, I really like the the very, very strict mana requirements for any of the Mythos cards if you want mm-hmm. the quotations full effect. Yep. You know, the fact that you do need to spend exactly those three colors of mana, no ifs, ands, or buts, is kind of sweet. And this card is really powerful if you manage to succeed at that. And it is mm-hmm. really powerful even if you don't. Yep. Like, easier to cast murder is an easier to cast murder. Yep. Like, this is a splashable murder. 
Yes, it is. Like, that's saying something. Yep. I mean, I, <laughs> I plan on playing this card in the deck if I get it on Arena, so... Yeah. But... Will you, will you actually try and meet the color requirements, or just play it no matter what? I don't know. Right. It might enough. be worth it, almost. Just do, like, Abzon Murder Kill. Mm-hmm. Go all out, but I don't know. I'd have to look. But all right. Uh, next up, oh, and I get stuck with this. <laughs> we have a uh, Luca Coppercoat Outcast. So for three red, red, you get a legendary Planeswalker Luca with five loyalty, plus one exile the top three cards of your library. Uh, creature cards exiled this way gain. You may cast this from exile as long as you control a Luca Planeswalker. Minus two, exile target creature you control, then reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a creature card with higher converted mana cost. Put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Uh, and then minus seven, each creature you control deals damage equal to its power to each opponent. All right. Break it down for me. So this card is busted. <laughs> I'm not even being that hyperbolic when I say that statement. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is already a deck that exists. This is going to sound like the most asinine thing you've ever heard in your life, right? <laughs> I've heard some pretty asinine things, so I'm I am ready for this. All right. Have you heard? Or you know, you remember what the card Dwarven Mind does? Yes, I do. Okay. They're playing Dwarven Mind and Polymorph in Modern. Okay. So they're polymorphing away the token, the the. Uh, dwarf, yeah, and getting an Emrakul or its ilk. <laughs> this card does that. Ooh, shit, I love it, man. That is you, great. You play him. You minus two, sacrificing your one-one dwarf token. Mm-hmm. You play no other creatures in your deck, and you just put the biggest creature in standard in play. I don't know what that currently is, but you just, just get to it. do that. I'm sure it's something huge with a Godzilla picture on it. Like, that's just a thing you can do. Yeah. That's kind of insane. That is kind of good. You can even do it, like, in the in a, a, in a, a more consistent, less cute way, and play, like, the freaking Razor to just drop creatures and play whenever you feel like it. Oh, yeah. So, like, even if you, like, minus two, get, like, get rid of your... Um, your worthless little token, and then get a raise bore. That's still not nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then your raise bore can just like put the big ass creatures you have stuck in your hand into play. Hmm. Like there literally might be just like some weird ass mono like, red. Show deck. <laughs> we have Perforos. Uh-huh. Perforos uh-huh. is a sneak attack You're for right. art- artifacts or creatures, or artifacts or red creatures. There might be sneak attack or sneak and show on a red sneak and show in standard. I don't know if it's good, but it seems awesome. It seems like something. We'll just go with that. Huh. I, I need to pick up some purpose. Yeah, apparently. Now that, now that you've talked yourself into it. Unfortunately, now that literally every single store is no longer shipping cards. Yeah, right. Actually, I have no idea. I have no idea if SG closed their warehouse. I know Channel Fireball did. Yeah, I'm sure it probably did, but... Alright. Uh, so we're skipping all the green cards. <laughs> Are we? I didn't even realize that. Yeah, we're going straight to gold. 
Going for the gold here. Sorry, green cards, and mechanically, you're not that exciting. Yeah, you're I suppose probably I good, but you're just not exciting. Well, yeah, there's a lot of there are a lot of really good green cards. There's two I'm looking at right now, but I just didn't give a shit. Yep, cool. We're going to look at cards that are awesome, such as Ruinous Ultimatum. Uh, it's a sorcery for the low cost of red, red, white, 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 black, black. <laughs> um, and you cost. can and you can destroy all non-land permanents your opponents control. <laughs> low cost. <laughs> low cost. Card. I'm so glad that Mardu, which is like the worst three color collar combination ever, yep. gets the best ultimatum. This ultimatum is awesome. And I do think this card is better than Cruel Ultimatum. I thank you very much. Ooh. <laughs> and I love Cruel Ultimatum. Heresy. Yeah. This this is sweet. I am just pumped for <laughs> like if I ever was able to cast this, I'd be like, hell yeah. If you open this in a sealed pool and you had like reasonably playable of those two colors, would you try and make it work? Or those three colors? Yeah, I totally would. It's like eh, I, I, I absolutely <laughs> would because I'm ridiculous and I would absolutely do that. That's acceptable. <laughs> uh, I do not it's, know the reason. the The upside is so high. Like obviously the floor is like hot garbage, but the upside is so high. This is one of yeah. This is one of those cards where you just it's just like stuck in your hand, like, and you just yeah. lose the game, right? Like, yep. We we know that is very very possible. Yeah. But, yeah. Speaking of stuck in your hand, and you just lose the game. Yeah. Speaking of stuck in your hand. <laughs> all right. Shocker! Fletcher doesn't like this card, which is uh, surprising in some ways. Yeah. Whirlwind of thoughts. One. Blue, red, white, enchantment. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, draw a card. This card is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't I don't know why, but when I saw this card, I thought of Fevered Visions. Okay. Fevered Visions was a card that I played in a very specific deck that was really, really fun for me in standard, and it that deck needed a card like Fever Visions to keep the gas flowing. Yep. And when I see Whirlwind of Thought, I get those vibes. Obviously, it costs an extra mana and costs an extra color of mana, which is a major downside. That's huge, man. It is a major downside. But if you're playing the kind of deck that wants this effect, this, uh, this will literally just keep you going. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Like, it just feeds itself. It's so powerful. And like, it's even, I like how it's not you may draw a card, it's you must. Oh, so God. Playing, yeah. playing too many of these actually can be a major downside. <laughs> but like, extra ones of these technically aren't dead because yeah. a new a one will just trigger the other. Yep. Hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I look at it and I'm like, three mana just makes me go, ugh. Oh, like, yeah. Three, or three different colors of mana. And I'm just like, get out of here. Oh, get yeah. Out of here. Like, if it was, like, two-color, I'd be like, hell yes, let's do this all day. Four mana, two colors, let's do it. Yeah, you'll, like, you also have to take into account that in a format that was dominated by a black-green delirium, I played Jun delirium because I thought it was worth it, so... <laughs> I'm perfectly willing to splash in constructed formats, which is funny because I hate splashing in limited formats. Says, says the person who chews my ass out for mana bases. Yeah. Because you build terrible mana bases. 
<laughs> I don't build terrible databases. Shut up. You're awful. <laughs> You're awful at everything. Uh, except magic. I'm no, definitely that too. <laughs> okay. Okay, so next up we Here. have Winona. What? I love how you've been having to read all the cards with massive text boxes. I know, and I'm just like, uh. <laughs> So next up we have Winota, uh, Joiner of Forces. For two red white, 4-4 uh, four, four legendary creature human warrior. Whenever a non-human creature you control attacks, look at the top six cards of your library. You may put a human creature from them or from among them onto the battlefield tapped and attacking. It gains indestructible until end of turn. Put the rest of the cards on the bottom of your library in a random order. This card is... I We literally just talked about an yeah. actual sneak attack deck, and suddenly yeah. like this is like a sneak attack deck. Obviously, it has a much larger requirements on it, right? It, mm -hmm. You have to attack with a non-human. You only get to put human in play. But yeah. still. Yeah, right. Like, just putting it into play gains indestructible, so it's guaranteed to survive until, you know, the end of your turn. Mm -hmm. And all that kind of stuff. Like, this card is... They're doing so. There is there is a deck in this format. I don't know what the hell it is yet, but it's going to be doing seemingly busted things. It's going to be doing stupid things. And I'm excited. Yeah. This uh, seems like the kind of format that I would love. Yeah. I, I just, probably won't. All I want to do is merge people's creatures, and I'm not going to be able to do that. All I want to do is just say effects in your upkeep. Goals. All right. All right. F final, final thing we have. Just <laughs> the fine. They finally printed them. <laughs> They're not as good as people think they are. Okay. Uh, we have a cycle of, of lands called the Triome. You might notice Tri in the name. Yep. They are lands with three different basic land types. Yep. We have one for each of the wedges. So, Sultai, uh, Jeskai, Mardu. I don't remember what the green... Blue, red one is because I'm terrible. Uh, teamer. Teamer. There we go. Yeah, teamer. And whichever one I currently didn't say. Abzan, I think you missed. Abzan. There we go. <laughs> you know the one I'm actively staring at right now because I think that's really nice art. Uh, yeah. They always enter the battlefield tap, no matter what. Yeah. And they cycle for three generic mana. Yep. So, sure. Yep. I mean it's. Like yeah. they, these cards are definitely good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will shit myself if they see play in any format older than Pioneer. Yeah, I would tend to. The fact that I mean, they out, outside of like Commander and stuff, obviously. Yeah, outside of Commander, right? Commander doesn't count. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just in general. Like the fact that they always enter the battlefield tapped is a big cost. Mm -hmm. The fact that their cycling is three is ridiculously steep. Yeah, it's... like Cycling for three is not... Oh, it's free. Cycling for three is taking an entire turn off. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's yeah. sweet you can fetch for them in yep. old formats with fetch lands. Yep. But I think they're just too slow in older formats that play fetch lands. Yeah. I, I, I would tend to agree and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know how useful it is to have the the three slow mana. Yeah. 
or the three like, colors of slow mana. It's I the fact I think I actually think the reason why they have basic land types is more because of um the cards and I can't currently think of the name of the the Mystic Sanctuary cycle and the Dwarf yeah. Mind cycle, right? The like these play well with that cycle, and I think that is why they have basic land types. I don't think they have them for any other reason besides that. <laughs> Like they did it because they want them to work well with other cards. Maybe the buddy lands are being reprinted again because the buddy lands are just a really clean, easy cycle to have at standard. Maybe. Like maybe once the shock lands rotate out, the buddy lands are going to come in, which would be kind of sweet, actually. I just like the buddy lands. Apparently, I've noticed. <laughs> just say it. Just say it. I've I've noticed you've been just saying it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things. I'm not crapping my pants over it because I think it's going to do... I don't know. I think people are overreacting. Right? Yeah. Like, the best thing about them is their art. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's cool because, like, yeah, we needed those lands and stuff like that. Unfortunately, it's in none of the ones I need right now. So. What do you need? Because uh, I have the one for... Um, it is, but yeah. you know, I'd like the cycling one because I only have one. Th- I mean, every other card deck in existence that's playing three color only has one. Yeah, <laughs> I want two. They'll get it eventually. <laughs> I'm yeah, I know this is something they'll print sometime or another. Yep. All right. Well, that's the mechanically relevant card to the set. Yeah, I don't know this. This set seems weird and powerful. I agree on both aspects. Okay, I was like, maybe... I, I thought you were going to disagree with me and be like, oh, man. No, that's, I've, there's, this set is really weird, and I yeah. do think this set is really powerful. Yeah. I, think I, do think, I do think it is more weird than it is powerful. Agree. But, I mean, there's, some, there's a lot of power in some of the stuff, and I think there's a lot of unknown in some of the stuff because they've really ratcheted up the complexity and are trying some different stuff. Yeah, like, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, like, how are these cards going to compete with the cards that are currently in standard? I'm like, because the cards that are currently in standard aren't as oppressive as you think they are. You're just an idiot. <laughs> Yay. Uh, do people think it's, like, super oppressive right now or something? Yeah, you haven't seen the ban every card in 2019? BS that people keep going on about? No, because I have been too busy doing my job lately to right. surf Reddit. <laughs> there, there's actually people who think that Magic would be in a better place if every card printed in 2019 was banned in every format. Okay. Yep. I'll just go and cry about everything, too. Yeah. Like, Whatever. I know it's a really shitty mentality, but I want to be like, alright, stop playing Magic. Yeah. Like... I only say this because I care. No, you say it because you want to whine. Yeah. At some point, you're just being a whiny <laughs> Yep. Dang, uh, you did so well. Now I have to edit that. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Taste it. I was actually... You just get I, to feel my pain. Yeah. But, all right. That's pretty good, though, here. Next week, we'll hit up all of our awesome flavor cards. and Flavor, miscellaneous, and the best cards. <laughs> I didn't know you put another one there. I, uh, really, 
I'm really excited for the first one. The first best card or the first yeah. card in general? The first best card. <laughs> yep. Okay. All right. So, um, if you got to shoot us some feedback, you can send an email to the at gmail.com. Catch us on Twitter at the Locometa PC. Um, check out the Locometa.com. Links to the Discord and all of our other fun stuffs there. Um, yeah. All that. Cool. John, anything else? Nah, I'm good. All right, sweet. We'll catch you next time. See ya.